Blog Talk Radio.
with you with it, cause I'm with it, baby I haven't heard from you and I'm in it, baby Just tell me what to do and I get it, baby Gucci and pasta Much. Only like <laughs> ten cities. That's it. I'm not, I'm not oh. gonna do too much, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just gonna be ten. Um, so I'm finalizing the last three. I've already got seven concrete. So um, yeah, just gonna get out there. Um, talk about um, <clears throat> all all the bullying that's going on. It's just my 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 hometown has been hit um really really hard with it. And my hometown only have like five people in it. So and it's just crazy. <laughs> as small as as small as it is. You know, so much crazy stuff is happening. We just lost a young man last week um, to suicide. He was only 13 years old. There's no, there's a 13 year old shouldn't even think about, you know, leaving this world. But there are some evil people in this world, so we're gonna make some noise. Um, and we're uh, we're pretty much um, the campaign is we're unleashing bullying, and we're doing it now. It's just time to just like it's time to let it go. It has to leave. It has, there's no place for it. So. Um, that's pretty much what I got going on, getting together a couple of ambassadors, some kid mentors, you know, getting the kids involved in this, um, in this movement because, um, it's, it's happening around them. So, right. yeah, that's what right. I got going I, I, on. I, um, I, I asked that because, and then, and the good thing you brought the talk about the topic up is because I wanted to touch bases on, uh, on that today's show is that. Um, the suicide rate uh, has been high uh, since the pandemic, and um, there's been a, a high rate of suicide. And this is a thing not just for adults but kids. And um, and whether they're doing killing themselves intentionally, hanging or um, drugs, and, and it's just it's a it's a, the rate is too high. So it's a, it's a topic that I wanted to discuss and. Um, a true story. I was, um, and I don't know whether I was at a local police department and um, here in New Jersey, in New Jersey, and um, one of the officers was telling me that um, that the um, the med box has been robbed twice since um, since, um, since they've had it. And I was wondering if you guys have cameras around the entire police department. How in the world are people are someone someone getting in there, taking all this medication out, and you guys don't see it? So I, wow. um, it, it it bothered me. I'm like, it's either and if I'm using, is it either is it is someone within the police department doing drugs, doing taking advantage of this uh, doing drug, or is it one of the officers themselves? Because there's no way in the world around a police department that somebody's going to get into a medication box and taking medication out of there. There's there's something to it. But the thing about it is that a lot of a lot of kids, a lot of calls have been made around the world where the EMS or police officers are reviving kids and and adults from committing suicides from opioids to regular prescription drugs. And um, it, it's 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 ongoing, and it's on top of that, there is bullying has increased. And I, I, I just was watching the news today that two kids sexually assaulted a, a, a child with a development disability, and they pulled his uh, pants down and took pictures of his genitals, and they posted it all on several social media outlets. And these are young kids. These are great school kids. So it bothered me to say that where is this? These are young kids. 
you know what I'm saying, grade school kids. So, they, I mean, where's the parents? What's going on with them to call? You know what I'm saying? So, Ms. Nubian, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Let me tell you something. I don't understand how kids act up nowadays. You know, okay. you're, you're, and, and and the only way, and and because I've raised children and I've been raised, you, you as a parent, you have to be fully involved. We, you have to be fully involved with your child, and you got to stop being accomplice to all of this, 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 all of this little nonsense, you know, and going towards the negativity of what your children produce out. Is parents have to step up. You you got to do more. And you may have some parents say, well, you know, I try to do this. I try to do that. Try something else. Because what, you, what you're doing is not working. You need to try something else because your kid is killing somebody else. Your kid is bullying somebody else. So try something else and take responsibility and do what you need to do for your child. Because I wouldn't even think the stuff that kids are doing nowadays, I could not even formulate words to even do any of that when I was a child nor have my children as well because of the simple fact I'm in your face I'm all in your face I'm 411 all of my kids are over five feet but that means nothing to me means nothing to me and and let me tell you something and I'm saying this and I didn't have to use no cursing I didn't have to beat the brake shoes off of them some kids (laughs) deserve that I'm gonna be honest with you you know, some kids are off the chain. There are some kids out there that are just like, mm. but again, it goes back to the parent because you had to raise them. You can't tell me that as soon as you had a baby, newborn baby, just all acting up. No. They developed some habits, and those habits have now, now they're taking those same habits that they have developed at home, and they are reproducing them back into their environment, school. And and whenever they're walking up and down the street, going to school, back from school, I mean, it's just it's just awful. It's just it's just bad. I don't know how true it is, but the situation that happened in my hometown, I was told that this young man who was being picked at because they were saying that he was gay, 13 years old, and allegedly he was on the phone with someone, and the young lady said, well. If you want to be a girl, you might as well just kill yourself. And he shot himself right down the phone with that young lady on the other end. Come on now, come on. We 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 have to we have to do something much better. You know, we got to do better as as parents. And you know, and here's the thing: if you don't think that you cut out for it, because I'm gonna tell you something: parenting is hard. Oh my goodness, it is so hard. It is beyond hard. And I had the best of both worlds. I had two girls and two boys. And those girls rocked my world. The boys was good. But parenting is hard. And if you're not cut out for it, please, please do us a favor. Don't pop. Please do not have kids. Do not have kids. Because parenting takes a lot of your mentality. It's going to eat up a lot of your mental. And if you're not equipped, you're going to mess it up. And you're going to see some stuff that's happening with that young lady telling another young man, kill yourself. That's crazy. It, 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 you got, you got kids that are molesting, you know, people that are disabled, kids that are disabled. Are you serious? Come on now. 
it's, it's just awful. It's just it's just all around awful. So I felt compelled just in my whole just me being an individual, me having children, and and knowing that my kids have been victim of being bullied. I was bullied when I was in school. So I I I I got to do something. I got to do something. Right. Especially with it happening in my hometown, so I got to do something. So that's why I'm launching, you know, my movement, you know, to try to help combat, you know, this 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 nonsense. And and, and again, I'm holding parents accountable. I don't care. I don't I don't care. You can say, oh, I try. I don't care. I'm holding parents accountable. Do your job. Uh, Andre? Yeah. Andre, no? uh, I, I, I really... I really just have to agree, um, and it's just um, incredible that I'm on this panel today, and I'm very grateful, and uh, reason being beyond the obvious is because I grew up being bullied, and I know exactly how it feels to be on the receiving end um, and being suicidal and wanting to end your life just because you don't want to go to school, because you don't want to get bullied by the kids at school, and then even when you're out of school during the summer, you don't even want to go to the park because you don't want to get bullied by the kids at the park. So it really becomes this relentless, toxic, and vicious cycle of nonsense and bullying. And um, as much as I hate to say it, because we would like to think that all parents uh, raise their kids to be good people, um, unfortunately, that's just not the case. I know with my situation growing up, um, a lot of my bullies' parents were bullies themselves. So the parents absolutely have to be held accountable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, being bullied, Andre, uh, what was that experience like for you? And how, how did you overcome it? First and foremost, that experience, um, thank you for letting me talk about it. That experience was um, unfortunately something that I carry with me and I I will continue to carry with me um, for Mm -hmm. the bully. uh, You know, it's, it's a minor afterthought, but for the person being bullied, unfortunately, it is a traumatic uh, scar that does uh, stick around for a while And for me, the way I overcame it was pursuing uh, my passions, which were music and dancing and acting. And those were the very reasons I was actually being bullied for. So it's this bizarre parallel, and I really sympathize. And if I could give one piece of advice, it would be hang in there, it gets better because uh, I had a tough time growing up in school being bullied. Um, 
but it does get better. You know, now as an adult, I've been able to create my life um, how I want to, and that makes me happy. And uh, that's something that everybody, uh, you know, is, is owed and deserved, and it's divine right. So I just want people to know that it does get better and hang in there because when it's all said and done, um, you will write the life of your dreams. And don't let anybody steal your history, you know. How will you get to your next great moment if you don't keep going and if you stop now? And it's just something that's so final, you know. I actually had a best friend um, from my childhood pass away last year on Thanksgiving from suicide and I really um, can understand what people are going through. And uh, all of this is just coming full circle for me right now. And I just want to say rest in peace to Christina Reyes. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry about that. You know, it. it, it I, I always say this. Um, sometimes just, just hearing an individual out, and just letting them talk for anything else can, can save a person's life. And so, and it doesn't cost us anything. It, it, all it takes is a, a few minutes of your time just to, just to listen. Sometimes people just want to get it off their chest and just have someone that they can confine in. And, if, and I feel that if you can save a life or save an individual, whether it's a child or an adult, do it. Because, I mean, and me personally, it will make me feel better as a person I save someone like them rather than them go hang themselves or to uh, overdose themselves with a, with a type of substance. I, I definitely would. And, I mean, and we need real, here's the thing, we need real therapists out there. We don't need the ones who just, you go to their office, you sit down with them, they're uh, getting ready to give you a prescription for something, and then they tell you come back in two to three weeks. We don't need those. We need real therapists who really sits down with them better get them out, listen to each and every word that they're saying, and give them the best advice. And I have to um, – Ms. Newby, are you still there? Yes. And, uh, Ms. Newby, I want you to – and PC, other individuals need to understand the difference between a therapist and a psychiatrist. So um, I also want you to give them the example. So people have – people need to understand the difference between the two. Well, um, it's it's simple. Um, a therapist is the one that will um, have those um, conversations. And um, <clears throat> let me say this. Uh, the psychiatrist is the one that's going to diagnose, diagnose the client. I say client because that's my profession. Um, the psychiatrist will definitely um, diagnose um, the client and prescri- prescribe and whatever medication that needs to be prescribed. As far as the therapist, a therapist is going to be the one that will have those um, intervention conversations, um, the top-down conversations um, with the client to kind of um, collab with the medication and also um, the doctor visits um, that the client may have. When when someone is suffering from a mental disorder, they're going to need a whole team. A whole team. Right. It's going right. to be a whole team. That's why we we they have treatment plans so that we can treat the disease that is going on. And um, I'm gonna go back um to I was just thinking I had a I had a client um and I don't want to say too much but I did have a client um one time I was um I had an appointment with him and I went to his home. 
and he was in the middle of trying to take an overdose. So, um, it says it 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 takes a lot, you know, and and that really pulled because as as a case manager dealing with you know um, those that have stuff that suffers from mental health disability, it, it pulls a lot because for me, I wanna I wanna help heal. You know, I want to help heal. I want to bring them to, you know, you know, their total being so that they can, you know, be a normal person. Because in in their head, sometimes they're not normal. And when those um, disabilities go untreated, that's when it leads to those suicidal moments. So I I'm gonna piggyback off of you, Timothy. If 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 you have if you know somebody that you know. If, if you you know, because sometimes when we have friends, we know when they're going through, and a lot of times it's it's just so hidden that we don't want to have these conversations. We just want to say, oh, that person is just crazy. You know, he's not going to do anything. You know, and and next thing you know, we're, we're not, you know, having those conversations or getting that person the help that they need. They may be upset with you, but still, you 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 have may have just saved their life, and. You just got to, anytime, if, if you're around anybody that you know that's depressed, have that side conversation with them and and, if, and and try to get them the help that they need if they are deeply, deeply depressed because it's not a great feeling. It's not a great feeling at all. It's, it's a sad, dark world. And a lot of people are living in that moment of a sad, dark world. And uh, that's actually a good good statement. I appreciate that. Um, I also want to um, the fact that um, number one, here's another thing is that the thing that not it's not safe. The fact that when if kids are on prescription meds and they are being prescribed this, if their anxiety or their depression increases, they're going to want to um, take more of the medication that they're being uh that they're given that they're being prescribed and that can cause also um an addiction that can lead to an overdose and um so we have to try we have to be more uh more involved with our kids lives and not just putting them off not just giving them a video game or giving them a tablet and do that. We have to be more one-on-one with with our children to better help them, especially during this whole pandemic situation that's going, especially the bullying that's going on, the uh, uh, the sexuality, the the bashing and all that particular thing, and 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 peep kids raping kids. Like I I, I mean, when I when I was coming up, I didn't see that, but nowadays you have kids raping kids, and I'm trying to figure out where. And it's like, where did we all go wrong when when we have kids raping kids? That becomes a problem. And, and I mean, there's it's like the to me, if I could, I think the structure went wrong somewhere, and we don't have um, great guidance, especially not from the guy that's in the White House, these political figures, great parenting. A lot of that matters because they a lot of kids see. What they they see and they and they take back what they see and they use it, 
Uh, Ms. Newman, are you there? I'm here. You forgot one. You forgot um, your, your your local and favorite artist, you know, um, your local and your favorite rappers and, you know, whatever. I think um, they do have a responsibility to their listeners. Right. And I think, and parents do have, parents, um, parents have to make sure that kids are not listening to you know, that stuff that talks about all the stuff that you don't need to be doing and you don't need to be listening to as a kid. So I just wanted to throw that in there with the list of people that you were saying. And I think um, music is a great influence, you know. And um, half of this stuff I don't listen to because at the end of the day, I'm listening and I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, what? What? You know, so yeah, it's it's a it's a big influence, you know. Now, so we just it starts in the home, right? It starts in the home. You you got to tell your kids. You know, I used to tell my kids, keep your hands to yourself. Don't touch nobody. Okay. Do not touch anybody. But mama, what if somebody touched me? You tell your teacher. Tell your teacher. So it you you just gotta and I and I think I, I see a lot happening nowadays where parents are friends with their kids. So it's it's like the relationship and, and the responsibility is like eh, I don't know, it's it's just it's sad. It's really sad. But we they they have to learn how to how to be a parent and how to be a to their kids. You can't all you can't be a friend to your kids. You have to be their parent, and that that's what parents that's what certain parents get things messed up. You can you have to be their parent. You're not there to be their friend. You're there to be their parent, and because it, it's going to follow them throughout their life on what you teach them and from what they're learning when and from what you have to give them the tools for when they go out into the real world. And as I was always taught, coming out as a child, um, is that I, you're, the, my, as my grandmother always told us, I'm not going to always be here. You have to learn how to survive. And so she taught us coming up how to do certain things on our own. And she always was said, if you need help, I'll be there. But try to see how much you can complete on your own. And you, that's how I learned and how to deal with certain things. You understand? Because if we don't teach the our kids that structure now, when they get old and we're gone, they're going to be in a whole bunch of trouble. They're going to be all over the place. So structure starts at home, and the more you teach your kids, the better off they will be in life. Now, if they go on and make other certain decisions, and that's their, their that's their fault. But we have to teach them. And 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 I I I I'm, I'm the suicide rate and all this continues to go up. It's a problem. And um, so we are. I'm assuming I'm glad that you are doing this process, and you're um, you 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 you're doing this. And it, I really appreciate that because we need more. And every day that I'm seeing this, it's it's. And I again, as I said, I'm I'm out here doing the footwork, speaking to other elected officials, trying to get this done. Because remember, there's a, they're they're not putting a lot of money into mental health. They're not putting a lot of oh, money into that. And that's what we needed there. The fact that not only it, it affects us all, it affects us all. And the fact that we have cops shooting 
uh, people with mental health, and and then I was I was told a long time ago that cops are not there to provide customer service to provide therapy; they're there to enforce the law. So regardless of the fact that you try to sit there and explain to them, oh, you know, they're there, no, here, this is what the law says, this is what I'm here to do, I'm here to enforce it, and this is what needs to be done, and which they need, and I always say that they need, it need, they need some type of psychological training. So that they can deal with you because some people have mental disorders that they're not aware of what they're doing. So if a person, they be, you know, still doesn't mean to go out and shoot them or to kill them, which is another topic I was going to um, go on is that, um, I mean, what do you think about cops? I think, I personally think they need to be retrained and have uh, um, involved with that training is to miss for mental health as well because they need to learn how to deal with the public better. What are your thoughts on that, Ms. Nadine? Well, um, I'll take you to this story. I, I, don't have a, I don't have all the names. I don't remember. But I think this happened, like, last week where the mom, I think the, um, the, the kid, um, he had some type of disorder, and, the mom called the police and she said, well, I just need, she, she, she called the police, but she needed medical attention. She didn't want them to do anything. She told them that he was not, he was not armed or anything like that. I don't know. I, oh man, I'm so sorry. I can't remember what happened or what they did to him, but it was, it was kind of bad. It was, it was, it was awful. And I, and I think that, um, a lot of cops aren't trained, as you said, to handle, you know, um, certain situations when it comes to, you know, that of mental health and um, and the fact that they're not being trained, so they're not handling those situations, you know, accordingly. Because with that particular situation, and I think it had Asperger's Asperger, um, syndrome, and and the thing is that I've had like two clients. With that syndrome, they're not going to do anything to you. You know, you just got to, and I don't know, you just got to be careful, especially if you have family members that are suffering from mental health, that you're being real clear when they're having episodes, you know, and they're having episodes to where if you, you, you might want to dial 911 and said, I need, you know, I need the ambulance to come here. I, I don't need, you know, or send a fire truck, somebody besides the police, because it may go, it may go left, and then next thing you know, you have a tragedy on your hand. Um, so I think that, um, I do think that law enforcement needs to do some massive training on how to handle, you know, mental health situations. So again, so we won't have any tragedies, you know, happening. Right. Another topic I want to uh, discuss, I think we discussed on the, the last panel, was that about the whole police brutality thing and the uh, the whole racial uh, equality thing is that um, the last time we were here, we were discussing a lot um, of an individual that got uh, killed by uh, police. And, um, the, and then, again, it, it happened again where um, – the guy was uh, something was uh, a hoodie was put over his head was put over his head and he was killed and then the guy down in West uh, Wisconsin I believe uh, I'm sorry in Portland where he was shot in the back and now of course he's paralyzed um, so it's an ongoing thing and it's in it's, until some structure is done um, it's going to be ongoing it seems like nothing is getting 
done. Nothing is getting resolved. It's only making things worse. And, I, and a lot, and it, what it seems to me is the police all over the world, with the United States, are using this to their advantage. And so you have people that when they get pulled over, they see a cop, they get scared. They're thinking, oh, I'm either going to get shot, I'm going to get shot, I'm going to get shot. But especially uh, a, man, uh, a man of color. They're thinking, I'm going to get shot because that's all that they're seeing, and the police are getting away with it. And they're not, and then they're not seeing any just. It takes only for this, it gets a lot of me, and they have to go through a whole bunch of channels, the um, district attorney, and all those others have to get involved, and they have to do a case just to bring charges against these individuals. When, you know, it has to, but what let me shoot a cop. I'm automatically guilty. There doesn't need to be any type of investigation going on. I'm automatically guilty. I'm getting ready to go to jail. There's no if and buts about that. But if it's the other way around, it takes you have to go through all these channels just to get a charges vote against these individuals. And I don't think it's equal. It's not equal. It's not equal justice. Uh, King, I'm gonna bring you when you you're on, man. Yeah, Hello? yeah, I'm here, bro. Yes, I'm right, here. Man, what, what, what are your thoughts on that, bro? Um. I mean, honestly, I I agree. I mean, I feel like uh, as a black man, I feel like like we're definitely um, scared every time. I mean, every time that we see the police even ride past, even if we're not doing nothing wrong, but if we don't have anything illegal or anything like that inside the car, I just think that it's um, that is 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 like common nature for like as a, me as a black man to my heart just drops every time that I see a police, even if I'm not doing anything wrong. Um, and, and as far as like the disconnect between that, like the, the two between the black community and the police, I think that, I think it is like, it's going to take a lot to fix that. You know what I mean? I, like, I think it's going to take, uh, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty bad right now. So I, I really don't know like where to begin as far as, uh, mending those, mending those relationships. Do you think? I'm sorry. Do you think? No, no. I'm no. Do you think there can be? Uh, um, do you think law enforcement and the community can come to some type of common ground? Um, I mean, I think it it it, it can be done, but it'll take it'll take. Right now, I mean, it's going to take a lot from both sides. It's going to take a lot from the black community. It's going to take a lot from us, and it's going to take a lot. From um, from you know from the the police uh, community as well, because I mean like right now it's just right now like like as far as me you know what I mean I, I I'm not speaking for every black person but you know what I mean I'm speaking for me but as far as me I feel as though um I just feel like right now it's just the police are held to like a higher like like they're seeing. They're held to like, like, like they're a higher, more like a more superior human being than, you know what I mean, a normal human being. Why, when they commit a murder, which is, which is what all of these atrocities were, they're, they're murders. They're not, you know what I mean? They're not, uh, um, they're not po- police, uh, um, reinforcement. Like, like, you know what I mean? It's just cold blood murder. But they're not held to the same uh, standards as a regular. Civilian, I think that that's one thing that needs to be changed. Just because you have a badge on doesn't make you a more superior human being than the next person. You know what I mean? You're still supposed to 
protect and and serve, and that's that's the whole thing that they're not doing right now. Right. How do you feel about uh, how do you feel about cops in general? Do you, do you think there are any good cops, or do you think all of them are bad? No, no, I believe that there are good cops. I, I've come across yeah. some uh, good cops in my time. I, don't, I definitely don't believe that all uh, police are bad. Just um, you know, what I mean, just uh, like you would tell person, you can't. You know what I mean? If you don't like some type person, that you can't hate all black people, or you know what I mean. So I definitely don't think that all police are bad. You know what I mean? I know black policemen that um, that actually do good in the community and look out for the community. So I definitely can't say all cops are bad. Right, Miss Nubian. Yes. Okay. So my next thing is, um, what do you? How do you think that law enforcement and the black community can come to some type of common ground? Um. Yeah. If they stop killing, it's like anytime you know, like when you you think that you are a little close, boom! It happens again. Right. It happens right. again in another state. It happens again to somebody else's son, somebody else's daughter. You know, and it's like, listen, we're trying to we're trying to close this. You know, do your job, arrest accordingly. You know, because hey, some people do wrong, so arrest accordingly as opposed to you just right. pulling people over for nothing, and you're doing it just because you have a badge on. You can't do that, and and it's and it's hard for me, just like you know the young man before. It's like I have two sons, so now it's like. And and I know my boys don't bother anybody, and 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 I don't I don't want them to get caught up in that crossfire, you know, of getting pulled over, getting stereotyped, getting you know, so you you feel like you want to talk to them any kind of way, and I'm gonna tell you right now, they're not gonna take it. Oh, <laughs> just do oh. your job. Just 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 thank you. Just do your job. Do your job. All this extra stuff because you tough because you got a badge on. Who cares? Just do your job. Right. If somebody's yeah, speeding, pull them over. Pull them right. over. Hey, our name is Officer So and So. Guess what happened? You were speeding. Let me see your license and registration. That's all you need to do. You need to ask me where I'm going or what I'm doing or or, or why I do this or that. Just do do your job. Just just keep it simple. You know, and you don't have to worry about anything else. Something happened in um, Clayton County. I know you guys are not familiar with it, but it's in Atlanta, somewhere in Atlanta. Um, this this guy and his girlfriend and, and baby um, were in, uh, passengers in a, in a car with a friend. Cop pulled them over. He pulled the, the driver over. I've never heard of a cop pulling over a passenger. He normally pulls over the driver. So he pulls the, he pulls the driver over. So next thing you know, he asked the passenger, let me see your ID. Why do you need my ID? Did you pull me over? I'm sorry. Was I speeding over here pushing my feet down to this freaking floor? No. So when he questioned him, why do you need, why do you need to see my ID, which every citizen has the right to? You have the right to ask, why are you stopping me? Why, what happened? What's the issue? It's 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 no longer because I want to. No, that doesn't work. Now we got some promotion going on. Some things are getting ready to pop off. Because see, now you're not giving me the answer that 
I deserve. So long story short, he goes over to the passenger side. He pulls this young man out the car. Okay? We still don't know why he's why we still don't even know why he even pulled the guy over that was actually driving. So you already know the end of the story. They beat him. One cop has already been fired. So there's two more to go, if I'm not mistaken. But they beat him pretty bad. For what reason? We still don't even know. And because of the simple fact, they beat him and he was fighting back. Because, see, now, here's the thing. If you don't tell me why you stopped me and you and I lock up, that's a fair fight. It should be a fair fight. You haven't even told me what's going on. Because, see, at that moment, when you fail to do your job, I don't even see a badge anymore. I'm not saying I'll fight. I'm not going to do that. But it's just the mentality of, you know, when when men are stopped, and it's and and you want to just sit there and just 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 go head on and abide by whatever it is, whatever he say, just let him say whatever, and so you can keep it moving. But sometimes it doesn't even happen like that. I've seen countless videos where people are complying, and it and it goes left, and it's time out for that. You you just it's not fair, and and more times than ever, it's because of the color of our skin. So absolutely, it's, just, it, it's awful. Absolutely, absolutely, and I mean, we're human beings, and there's so there's I don't care where who you are. There's only certain amount of stuff that an individual can take. Like yeah. I mean, whether whether you're a cop or not, like I mean, it, it, you have you're out there to do a job, but also tell me why you're doing. Why did I get pulled over? Why why are you? And every here's the thing. If an, whether an individual, this is the thing, and I mean, I want to touch base on something that you said it to me. Um, when you hit the cop back, it and even though they were, you were in the right. They're gonna have to. It's gonna take an arm and a leg to prove that. To prove that, because it's a, right. oh, you assaulted a police officer. You hit a police right. officer. So they're not gonna even look at. They're gonna say, oh no, he hit a police officer. You're gonna get charged. That's an automatic charge. So you're gonna have to go through pure hell and have a good mm-hmm. uh, a legal team to pull to pull this off, and which is not right. You what what grounds do you have? You pulled me over, do with tickets or whatever, and let me go. There is no need for you to set the force to put your hands on me or anything like that. It, there's no need. And and, and, and I, I see where people with the cops are pulling people over. The first thing they're grabbing, they have their guns out. There's no need for that. You there's no there's no probable cause. Why are you grabbing? Why do you have your guns out already? You just pulling people a simple pull over. That, that's the thing that I don't I don't understand. And that's normal. I, I don't. That, 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 that. Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say that, that, and that, and that's normal. On every traffic, I, I say every time that I've been pulled, um, the cops, the cops immediately uh, approach my vehicle with their hands on their gun. You know what I mean? And I know that they're are cases like they always say well what about this case where this person was firing on the policeman and they have to protect themselves but isn't that isn't that um 
isn't that enticing like more of a of a combative uh you know what I mean, environment rather than just coming up to a car and simply talking to somebody and speaking to somebody like a human being, you know what I mean? They come up they with their hands on their gun, first of all, you know what I mean? And then second of all, it's, they use any type of language or they talk to you any type of way or like the sister before me I spoke said that uh um like like they immediately like like you have the right to ask them why they're pulling you over and their immediate response every time that I've every time that I've asked why am I being pulled, their immediate response is give me your license and registration and you know what okay. I mean? And it's like and it's like you still haven't telling me why I'm pulled. You know what I mean? Because at any time a, a, at any time a, a policeman can make up any reason to pull you. You know what I mean? Nine times out of ten, I mean, every day that we drive on the road, we're breaking some type of, you know what I mean, whether we go over the speed limit a mile or two or whether we don't put our signal light on at the proper uh, feet away from the, from the stop or whatever. You know what I mean? Technically, anything could be... Uh, uh, rules, you know what I mean, for crowds uh, to pull somebody over, but it's like, come on. Then it, it, it's, and it's the thing I learned is that we, they, if you are, when they say, oh, let me give you a license and registration, they ask you for those documents. You're grabbing, trying to get those documents, uh, keep, uh, put your hands on the wheel like if you're getting something, but you ask for those documents. So, I mean, right. it, it, right. like what? It, it's. It, I mean, it, it's no win for win situation. And, that, and that's like the something disconnect because it. No, go, you go can't. Ahead, go. You can't ask for. You ask for. You ask me to to give you documentation. Yeah, and still, right. it's. Oh, what are you grabbing for? You ask me to give you doc. I'm getting those documentation. And also, I want people to aware that nine one one can be used during. Uh, a traffic stop. Listen, sure my can. name is so and so. I'm I'm being pulled over by um so wherever you are and let them know. Can you send a supervisor Absolutely. out? Can you send someone out? Because there that that's what they you can use nine one one for others other things. That is an emergency. I'm scared. I don't know what they're going to do. That way you have something recorded, you have something on tape. People need to also realize that because these officers are getting away with too much. And um, I know in certain, a couple of forces within the state of within New Jersey, I've been working with local mayors to get these officers' records um, subpoenaed. So that way, so we as as uh, civilians and as citizens can know these officers' background, who they killed, why they killed, what case right. they have against them. Because right. it's, it, they should not be... Um, they should not be told we don't have access to them because a lot of these officers have done so much, so much. They're corrupt. They, they've done a whole and, – and this is a true story. Just last week, two officers in the city of Newark, New Jersey, they went to an individual's house for uh, a call. They went back to the individual's house, broke into the individual's house to steal uh, a speaker and a charger. That goes to this uh, this speaker. These two officers were suspended with pay while investigating. What in the world are you going to do with a with a speaker and a charger that you went back to That's someone's crazy. house to get? 
what, what, I, I, I'm confused. So how, does the, how, how is one supposed to work at law enforcement when you're going to go back to my house, break in my house, to steal a, a, a speaker that, you know, is worth how much? Now, but the thing That's about crazy. it, you the, the the department is rewarding them. You're suspended with pay. So I'm sitting my ass home. I'm still collecting the paycheck. I'm just suspended, but I'm still collecting the paycheck. I still have my job. I'm just suspended. Right. Prior investigation. Right. It's not going to just be a right. simple write up. Okay, and you're going to go through oh this particular training to don't do this. Or the, no, this person still all. I mean, regardless of how all of them still. That's not on my yep. mind. They've been stealing, so that's nothing new to me. But how does that mean? Well, okay, I can't trust the police in my fucking house because they're gonna rob me when they come back. Yep. <laughs> I, that's what makes me think you're gonna rob my ass when you come back. I mean, it's it, it's crazy. I mean, that 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 they they're stealing. They're not like they're stealing from us. They're killing us. Like, what's next? Like, we this this thing has to change. The thing, another thing I wanted to touch base is on this election. Uh, um, Ms. Nubian's president is, is trying to rig the election. He 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 said, "I will defund the postal system. I will defund the postal service if because of the mail-in ballots." Now, I of course, as you know me, I reached out to Louis DeJoy, uh, the uh, post general uh, master for the postal service. He declined to do my interview, but he sends us the guards. And um and but okay you don't have it's okay you didn't have to come on the show but the thing about it is you were a Trump supporter you you, you funded his campaign you raised money for his campaign but now he's mm. under fire and Trump said oh if he sounds guilty he will go to jail so uh, so which one is it but the thing about it is this man does not want us to do the mountain up you want people to go out to the polls for to. Uh, get each other sick, uh, totally for coronavirus, and see all bunch of wine. So that's what you want. Oh, and uh, let's see the census program. Oh, <laughs> several post workers in several states were paid to dump census form into the dumpster. So, mm. so they could defund certain cities throughout America. So therefore, those thousands of census forms that were sent. They're not going to be counted for. So those people who are thinking that, oh, my sister's from God for an so I'm going to be counted for, you're not counted for because you're, you and my other people were funds were dumped into a dumpster, but they're going to be going to the garbage, and you're never going to be counted for So your community's not going to get the funding that it needs. Why? Because yeah. these people are paid. So, I mean, people, this is the thing I encourage to read. Do your research because this stuff is being done. So if you don't, if you did not do your census, Go online and do it. Do it electronically so that for you know it's not because obviously you know now paper is not what it is because they don't want you to pay for ballots. They don't want you to – they want you to come to the polls and vote and get each other sick, be all on top of each other. And I think another with this whole COVID situation is that I've seen in my town in Melbourne, New Jersey, where they had a um, – now it's now it's dining. The cops were out there dying. The cops were out there. With these people at this lounge, they had no mask on. They're out there dancing with the with with the citizens. So I mean, how do you expect us to follow guidelines when you're not enforcing the law? That's a part of the law, so everybody to wear masks or this is supposedly when the cops have no masks and they're out there dancing, they're out there with us. So what type right. of how are you policing the community? So it's it's so much that goes so much that's going on that needs to stop. Uh, Miss Nubian, you wanna touch bases on that? Oh, um, I was going to say, 
when the young man said that when the cops come up to the the car and hands already on the gun, you know that's a bully, right? Cops are that some cops are nothing but bullies. Absolutely. I just wanted to put that Absolutely. little piece in there. You know, that's a bully all day long. I don't care what nobody says. As far as the election, I don't know. <laughs> you know, every time I see the president of the United States of this America. Auntie, I'm just, I, I can't take him serious. I mean, it's like, and, and, and it's just like so, it, it just hurts to watch him, to be honest with you. <laughs> so I have no comments on that right there. But I will encourage everybody to get out and vote. I don't care what way you got to do it. Make sure you do it. Catch a ride. I don't care. Whatever, whatever. Um. Make sure you just get out and vote because it, it, it matters. You know, a lot of times people say my vote don't matter. Yes, it do. It does. Definitely. You know? definitely. So definitely get out and vote. Don't ever think that your your vote do not count because let's just say like if your community could have something and they it did not go through because of your one vote, you know, you will feel really bad. So. Yeah, I encourage everybody to get on the boat. I'm I'm not um I haven't figured out how I'm going to actually vote, but I'm definitely gonna be doing it. If I can cast two I would. Oh I didn't say that. Because I think I can get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> take that off, Timothy. Take that off. I think you can get in trouble for voting twice. <laughs> think about it. If we if we if we seen the uh, no, Miss Newman, if if we seen the uh, the Repu- did anyone see the Republican National Convention? I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Only yeah. because I was okay, bored. So. I'm not gonna lie to you. I did. So, I watched the whole thing. So my, my um, wife, uh, my 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 Malalia. Makisha. Uh, I don't know. Oh, that's Makisha. Oh, <laughs> so she, her, her interpreter. I don't know where he, where he or she was, but they, she needed them there. Oh, I um, I actually, I think I walked out when she was up there. I did. I walked out. I came back on when our president was up there. Yeah, that's what. That's when I came back. I didn't hear her speak. You know, <laughs> she's been silent a oh, lot. Buddy. You know, I haven't heard her speak at all. I don't, I don't even know. I have I never heard her speak. <laughs> Did she talk? <laughs> I heard her speak one time when she stole she stole Michelle Obama's whole speech one time. That was the only time that I heard her speak. Oh, oh gosh, oh, man! <laughs> no, I never heard her talk before. It's just, I'm not interested. Definitely not interested. So, here's the thing. I, I her part was really she needed an interpreter. I don't know what she was saying. But the part that got the, the part that got to me was his daughter, Ivanka Trump, came up and she spoke, and she said, "Washington didn't change my dad. My dad changed Washington." Now, which is true? Which is true? Her father did change Washington. He messed. He fucked up. Excuse me, he fucked up Washington completely. So he did change Washington. He did. He did. He did. He fucked up everything that has he messed up so much. And everything, it, 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 everything. It, it, it's, it's, 
I, I don't I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't know where to begin of all the stuff that he's messed up. And, and I mean, if we listen to him, we're all going to be dead. We're all going to be dead because, remember, in the peak of the pandemic, after two weeks, he was what he was. He wanted us back to normal. All oh, these guys can go back to normal. You guys can do kids go back to school. Well, we had we listened to him, we would have been dead. Mm. You know, I, I, I thought about it when when he when he got in office. I said this. I said this 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 is gonna be bad. You got a billionaire who who has no sense of compassion. You know, he's not humble at all. You know, so it's like this dude got money after yin yang, and and he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He. I was watching um the Morning America the other day, and there was somebody who asked him about the um the COVID that he knew that it was it was gonna get worse because I think somebody wrote a book. And and they did a tell all or whatever whatnot and said that Trump told him that it was about to get worse, but Trump said he really didn't know that much about it, you know. So, you know, Trump just played it off. He was like, "Well, you know, that's not a, you, you're a bad person. You're a very very bad person." I'm like, what? What are you doing? So, it's like I I just can't take him serious, and 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 that's sad, y'all. That's like really sad that we got. The president of the United States and a lot of people feel like he's a joke. Yeah, that's all. Awesome. Sure. It sure. is what it is, though. So. Well, I mean, he, oh, he is a joke. And um, well, Miss Newman, let's give him a power back. He did fly down to uh, Texas, where they were affected by the uh, the storm. He did go uh, go to where um, Portland to see where the the family where the guy got shot in the back. So um, he just do a little bit, right? <laughs> oh, for I mean, real? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you just named like two things. Are you serious, right now? <laughs> I mean, it. I mean, it's, it's not saying that the um, the state governors did not want him. They encouraged him not to come. Because of what was going on, he'll only make things worse. So that encouraged him to come even more. You know, it's like it defeats the purpose. It defeats the purpose of you even coming to work. You even coming. You're not helping the city. You defeat. You're defeating the purpose. And here's a weird thing that happened. And I'm um, so coincidentally, all out of the blue, uh, his brother. Gets sick and his brother passes away. I was like, I haven't heard anything about Donald Trump's brother ever, but now um, mm-hmm. Donald Trump's brother passes away. All of a sudden, and, and he's sick one. Well, he's sick one day, and then a couple of days later, he dies. I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's a whole mystery thing going on with this whole situation. But I want to I want to um, switch uh, switch gears for a minute. And talk about um, the guy I can't pronounce this, the Chadwick woman who recently passed away from um, colon cancer at the tender age of just 43 years of age, and oh, um, I was really shocked about it. I'm like, what? Because I met him in yeah. you know, like at the uh, American Music Awards. I had the privilege to meet him, and um, I was shocked. Like, what? I mean, the thing about it is that 
you think that when you get to right now, I think, oh, I'm old. But when I saw him at, at the age of 43, I'm like, I'm still young. I'm young. The age of 43 is the age of diabetes. But the thing about it is I heard that he's been sick for a while. So he's been over, he's been fighting for a long time. But the thing about that made me think about that. But when that happened to this individual, that made so many people run to their run to their doctors just to get a colon test done to see if they contracted their colon cancer. Um, so I, but the thing I bring this up is to all of us to keep our health in check, whether it be that diabetes, high blood pressure, to get ourselves in check, you know, to so that we're here a little longer. Because it's important, and I and I mean I'm gonna um, bring to the table that I suffer from high blood pressure, and I um, on a regular basis I wake up every single morning with headaches out of this world, and before I can begin my day I have to take care of that first. So um, I encourage, and I know we I'm on the uh, overweight side, so I do need to change my diet. But since this pandemic has happened. Um, I've my appetite has increased. I do nothing but eat, eat, eat consistently, and it has shown. So um, I encourage everyone to diet and to um, let less eat, let eat, eat less, and change your diet because it's going to be important. I mean, the older you are, the harder it is to get rid of certain things. So while you're young, this can just take care of yourself. This take care. It's important, and it's it, it, it. I mean, it, and trust me, these diseases has no discrimination. They are not prejudiced. They will attack you with your white, black, right. white, or purple. They will attack you. So just, I encourage you guys to just, you know, take care of yourself. So, um, well, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna keep you guys long. I'm sure you guys have other things to do in your lives. Um, Miss Nubian, I encourage you to continue on your fight. What you're doing. And, of course, if you need my assistance, please let me know because I want to um, change this whole thing. And we have to we have to start somewhere. We have to start with the changes. And uh, me, personally, I'm out there. Um, I, what I, what things I do want to say that I've done is that I have not been a part of a lot of protests that have been out there. I've backed up from a lot of those things because they're shooting people with rubber bullets, and I don't want to get hit. I don't want to be a part of being knocked down on the ground. I don't want to. So I've limited myself. I've been getting a lot of invites to attend, but I have not. I've had to decline them because I don't want to get hurt myself. So I limited my appearances as to when it comes to protesting. Because as you can see on the news, um, a, a car, somebody uh, ran through a crowd. The police are knocking them down. Cease to protest if they get knocked down. So I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to get hit. So I've limited my um, thing because, remember, I also – I was with George Floyd's uh, brother and Eric Gardner's mother recently um, where we did the Black Lives Matter movement. And so I'm, I'm meeting with them and other local officials helping out in another format because being a protester can be very dangerous. And the last thing you want to do – and those – let me say this because they're rubber bullets does not mean – they can do serious damage to an individual. They can kill an individual. They can give a person Absolutely. a heart attack. They can do serious damage. They can erupt an artery based on how hard they hit the body. So do not think because they're rubber bullets that they, they can do serious damage as a, as a regular bullet. So do not think that. Don't let anyone tell you that because they can. These, these cops are hitting kids. 
elderly people, people with mental and physical disability, they're shooting them with rubber bullets. They do not care. They want you out the way. They don't, number one, they don't want you to do your freedom of speech. They don't want you out there protesting. So I encourage you to, if you don't have to be out there, don't be out there. There are other various ways that you can fight the fight the good fight without uh, putting yourself in harm's way because it's serious out there. Absolutely. Those protesters are serious. I would, I've, I've been out there several times. I declined to do several marches. I declined to go out to D.C. to do the National March. If there was so much going on out there, I declined to do it. So I encourage you to do other things within your community to um, to fight the good fight. Also, um, also uh, for those individuals that came to help us out last week, uh, in New York, um, we donated over 250 book bags, over 250 tablets for those students that did not get tablets from their school system because of budget reasons. So on behalf of the station, we did donate uh, supplies for those kids. And also in New Jersey, we did another 250. And also shout out to uh, Chromebooks for also donating the books to the station so that for we can give out to the kids um, because they need their utensils. They need those um Supplies. So, if you can do um, helping hand to individuals, please do, because they they're needed. Um, and also encourage kids to uh, go to school. Encourage education. Education is so important. It is so important. I cannot stress that enough. Education is so important out here, and um, because the kids are not learning. And I want to say this because this whole pandemic, kids are not learning. When the pandemic was in its peak, all those kids. Regardless of what they knew how to write their names or say their names, they were passed on to the next grade, not knowing anything from the previous grade. But because of the pandemic, they have to be passed on because no child left behind. But they didn't learn anything. So now it's up to the parents to teach their kids and for us uh, 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 elders and cousins or whatever to educate these kids because it's going to be needed. You, the last thing you want is a child that don't know anything when they get out here in the real world, don't know how to write their name, don't know how to do this. But the thing about it is the kids don't know anything else, but I guarantee if you turn on a rap song, if you turn on this record, they know the entire thing better than you and I do. And that's a problem. That's a problem. If we turn on the baby, if you turn on uh, Drake, if you turn on the Nicki Minaj, they know how to do the dances. They know how but ask them to write their first and last name. Ask them for to pronounce this first, but they don't. And that's a problem. That is a problem within the urban community itself that has to change. That has to change. Absolutely. I so, see it um, on my job. So, I, uh, Miss Nubian, you there? Yeah. I, I am. I think I thank you so much for um, always giving your thoughts and, and always coming through and, and you know sharing your experiences. Um, um, also, um, I, well, you, you want to talk about? Um, you also want to share what you got coming up and you know why you're you're doing so much. You're so involved with so many activities. Do you want to share what you got going on? Yeah. Yes, I'm gonna need all the prayer warriors. Okay, I'm gonna need people who ain't prayed in a long time go learn how to pray because I'm gonna need it. So, um, <laughs> um, um, I got my coaching business off, you know, to a great start. So definitely visit me at www.aliciagreencoachingandconsulting.com and, um, or hit me up on, um, IG at Alicia, Coach Alicia Unleash, because that's going to be my foundation of 
everything I'm going to be doing. It's going to be faith foundation, and I'm going to be unleashing a lot of things. Um, also, another thing I'm working on, and since Timothy asked me, I'm going to have to go ahead on and say it. So my biggest goal that I'm working on, and that's why I'm going to need all the prayer warriors. Go grab your mama name, your auntie name, your cousin name. Get everybody. I need everybody. That got a got a got a got a, uh, a got a seed like a mustard seed of faith to add me to your prayers. My goal is to next year around this time, if not sooner, is to open up a home for women and children. That's going to be the first of many. I want to do several as as many as I can. So that's what I'm working on. I'm I'm working hard on that, and also doing the Unleash Bullying Now movement. I'm starting that in about two weeks, so I'm going to do my best to touch as many children as possible, parents too. I'm going to talk to the parents as well because um, I don't want them to get it twisted at all. We are part of the problem. We can be a part of the problem, but we got to learn how to fix it. We got to get these kids in line so that when they go to school, when they go back to school next year, and you know, it's, I'm going to tell you something, the rate of anxiety is going to be up so much when those kids go back to school next year, it's just, it's. I really, really, I feel sorry for a lot of them, you know, that are not getting that proper education at home during this virtual situation. But, um, yeah, so that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to be a bigger voice, you know, in the community, not only my community, but communities throughout, you know, the the, the northeast. I haven't hit the west coast yet, you know, because I don't like to fly that much. But, anyway, but, yeah, that's what I'm doing. So, yeah, definitely – Definitely, definitely pray for me again. Visit me on IG at Coach Alicia underscore Unleash. Do it. I got some good stuff on there. I'm, I guarantee that it's going to touch you in some way or form. Thank you, Miss Numi. I appreciate you for taking time out to uh, come on the panel. And, of course, uh, I'll be inviting you for a future panel um, within the next few weeks or so. So uh, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. My success with your projects coming up, and um, we'll talk soon. All right. Y'all be blessed, okay? Be blessed. Make sure y'all bless somebody. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye, Timothy. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Uh, Andre? Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, Any last thoughts, man? Absolutely. I just want to say thank you so much for allowing me to be an ally, and thank you for allowing me to be a part of this panel with such an amazing group of individuals. I'm so, so proud of all the work you're doing, Timothy, and thank you again for always including me. I want to say that I just recently teamed up with People Magazine to become an insider, so we'll be doing some great things with People Magazine this month and next month, and I just want to remind all the young men and women out there that it is worth chasing your dreams because on the other end of that is where you'll find your happiness and your peace of mind. And thank you again, and God bless everybody. You can check me out on all social media sites at Andre Bellos and check me out on my brand-new website at andrebellos.com. Thank you. Thanks, Andre. I appreciate you, bro. No problem. Thank you again. No problem, man. We'll be. I'll be in touch with you, man. 
Talk to you soon. All right. Brian, now you want any last words, man? What did you... Any last words, You talking to Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 man. Uh, yeah, first of all, I just wanted to uh, thank you, man, for uh, including me onto this panel. Like um, like the brother before me, Andre, spoke and said, uh, it was definitely a good panel. Um, a sister Nubian definitely had some, um, definitely had some, some, some good, uh, some good points to hit, too. I appreciate that. And uh, I appreciate you, Tim, for uh, putting this panel together for us to be able to talk about these um, type of atrocities and stuff that's going on out here in the uh, world right now today because we don't have a lot of outlets like this to be able to spill like this. And, um, yeah, man, and, you know, we've been rocking uh, for a few years now, so I'm definitely, man, definitely proud of uh, what you got going on and, 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 and everything that you got going on with the station and, and then life, man, I just want to tell you congratulations and keep it up because you definitely are a role model. Uh, so I appreciate that, man. And um, I'll definitely I'll be in touch with you, man. And um, I appreciate you, man. And um, I'm definitely going to invite you back to um, future panels oh, yeah. that's coming up, man. Oh, yeah. Please and, do, man. Uh, I got on this one late because my bad, man. I, I definitely no. uh, definitely apologize for getting on here late. But I definitely I'm, I'm going to be more ready for the uh, for the next one. Better late than never, man. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you showed up, man. You were a good asset to this panel, man, and uh, much success for everything. But um, before I let you go, um, any um, want to get on any social media thing, man, or anything that you want my listeners to know, man? Um, yeah, y'all can uh, look me up and follow me on Facebook at uh, at Kyle Bryant or on uh, Instagram at So Supreme One Hundred. That's um. That's just like my. Uh, that's just pretty much just my music page on the Instagram. I usually use the uh, Facebook for all of my, uh, for like uh, community things and stuff like that. I use my uh, Facebook again. That's Kyle Bryan on Facebook for uh, any community things or anything dealing with other people. You can look me up on there. You need to find me or anything you're looking for for music. So Supreme 100 on Instagram. All right. Well, I appreciate you, Brian, man. Much success, man. Appreciate I you, I'll definitely be in touch, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, man. You be safe, bro. All right, you too. Thank you to my social justice panel for coming through. I appreciate all of you guys for listening and tuning in. Love you. Stay up. Stay strong. To our next panel, my next show. Take care. <laughs>